Hello and welcome to another episode of SnowPros Podcast. I'm Ben Roberts, and today Christian Looney and I are talking with Marcus Caston. Marcus Caston is a pro skier. He's been putting out Return of the Turn videos and is an awesome dude to talk to. Here's Marcus. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us, Marcus. Oh, thanks for having me. It's exciting. I love talking skiing. Definitely. So it's a very spooky edition of Snow Pros Podcast tonight. <laughs> totally. Yeah, Halloween. We got all sorts of little creepy crawlers running around outside the house. And we'll make sure to get weird, for sure. Um, <laughs> I guess off the bat, where are your creepy crawlers located? Where are you joining us from? I'm in Salt Lake. I'm pretty close to downtown. I just moved away from the mountains a little bit. Uh, which are you is, okay? Are you, are you dealing with it? I'm, I'm dealing. I'm dealing. I live in a pretty hip neighborhood now, which is pretty cool. I got this like probably the hippest coffee shop in town, like right down the street. And so we're uh, yeah, it's a good it's a good spot. Are you uh, are you born and raised Salt Lake most of your life? Yeah, I am. Uh, yeah, born here. Yeah, I grew up here, and I'm stuck here, I guess. <laughs> if it works, why, why change it, right? No, it's a good spot. Like, there's, uh, you know, it's it's central to everything in the western U.S. And, like, I grew up doing desert trips with my dad, and so the desert's four hours away, and, you know, we got the mountains right here, and Jackson, some valley, four hours. Everything's close, so, you know, it's, Salt Lake's great, and everything around it is really close so it's a good spot to be that's kind of how i feel about boise i moved here about five years ago my wife and i and uh yeah i like its proximity to everything and the ability to to get to almost everything in an equidistant way boise is awesome so do you come from sorry you were saying boise is awesome and i used to uh ski race up there at bogus uh they got those imd super g's oh yeah those are Super fun, man. I look forward to those every year. Yeah, Brew 1 and Brew 2, those are huge jumps. So you launched on Paradise Haystacks, all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, it's taken, like, and, and to get there, you got to take that, what, two and a half mile, like, cat road back? All the yes. way around the mountain, yeah. Nice Sick. view. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like Bogus. And actually, I was in, uh, I was in Norway last year two years ago i don't know and uh we were driving around we saw a van and it had a the road to bogus builds character sticker (laughs) no kidding so we're like yeah we had to meet those guys that's awesome (laughs) yeah it's the road is uh i haven't found a road like that outside of like new zealand or europe totally that's uh that's a pretty unique road in the west here cool so you grew up so i mean i think Anyone that follows you kind of knows the, the the big picture, but you grew up ski racing there. And do you want to just kind of talk us real quick through your ski history? You're growing up and what what your deal was. Yeah. Um, so my well, man, I guess I could start before I was born. My dad was a big time skier back east, and he moved out west and did a couple ski bum years at Alta, which is kind of a rite of passage as a, as a skier. Yeah. And, uh, you know, kind of something that unfortunately, like I've just not been able to do like work at year at Alta, at the gold miners or something, you know, but so that's what he did. And, um, you know, he eventually moved out here and I was, you know, born out here and started skiing with him. So I like, yeah, we'd ski 
I don't know, a, a lot, you know? And then um, somehow they found out about the Snowbird Race Program. And uh, actually, it was through my mom's boss at work. Her uh, her son was on the race program and now is a like an amazing journalist, um, Nate Vinton. Oh, right a, on. Yeah, and he wrote a book about ski racing and wrote a bunch of stuff in the Times. So he was like, yeah, come on over to Snowbird. And well, uh, so I started doing like the Devo program there one day a weekend. Yep. And I was older than a lot of the kids. I got like a late start. It was a Devo as maybe like a 12 or 13 year old. Mm-hmm. And one week, uh, one, one day a weekend. And then I remember like it must have been halfway through that year. Uh, I was out skiing with my dad on a Sunday and the team was skiing. He's like, well, if you want to go, I guess you can go, you know, like, <laughs> and I was like, yep. Yeah, all right. See you later. And, <laughs> and I was a, you know, two day a weekend or, you know, full weekend, uh, race program skier. And then I just, you know, you kind of get in the program and, um, started skiing. Yeah. Started racing and it gets more serious and, yeah, so I'm trying to think. So I guess. Well, as a let me ask you. Let me ask you this. As a as a 12 year old, say what what got you stoked about skiing? Yeah. Honestly, like skiing is just something I've grown up with and done my entire life. Mm-hmm. And like I was always excited to ski with my dad. You know, we we'd go out and like ski and then go poach the hot tub or something like yeah i spent a lot of time skiing with my dad mm-hmm. and i don't know if it was skiing that i mean i must have liked it i guess but it was just the whole it's just package thing, it's just this thing that i've always done you know and for fun like in salt lake what do you do except ski <laughs> you know yeah. so you know as a 12 year old i don't know i can't say it was like super profound i just oh like, no yeah, not like you're journaling about it or just, yeah. Yeah, I think I think I just like being out there skiing. And then when I found the, the, the snowbird program, it was like, oh, all these other kids are like really nasty skiers and they all want to like, you know, and then you get, they push you and you push them and you get to be kind of little shithead kids and mm-hmm. be proud, <laughs> you know, together. It's fun. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and then racing, it gets more serious, and um, I went to the winter sports school for high school, so you go to school in the summertime, and then you get winters off so you can train, Yep. and, um, you know, and I, I, switched, I, was, I switched from the uh, snowboard program to the Romark Wraith, like, ski academy, which is, um, you know, a little, well, I'd say more race-focused, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it helped me a lot. It it totally changed my perspective on skiing. Um, but at the same time, just racing gates all the time kind of broke me down. And I think I wasn't uh, as emotionally as invested as I needed to be. I was kind of just over it and going through the motions and um so then i wanted to make an ncaa race team and just i kept 
having these big mistakes and not skiing very fast. And so I could have left Utah to go ski race, but I didn't really want to. Mm-hmm. And so when I didn't make the U team, I was like, well, I guess I'm done. And um, that was a that was a really tough year because like mm-hmm. you work your whole life to be, you know, a ski racer. That's what you are. That's how I identified myself. You right. know, through life as this ski racer, mm-hmm. and and that's just gone. Yep. And so I didn't know what to do with myself at all. Um, and so I pretty much took a year off skiing, like didn't really ski at all. I um, bought a camera. I was kind of into that. Um, and took some ski racing photos as like kind of my way to stay in like involved a little bit I guess mm-hmm. um, and then the next summer I was like well shit I gotta get a job what am I gonna do <laughs> right. I have no skills. and so I started coaching up at Hood and then um, that was like that's what got me back into it I was like man skiing is fun I remember this like yeah, this is awesome. That was like kind of the first time where I think I, I missed skiing and I didn't realize it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, but out there I was like, whoa, this, this is really fun. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's kind of what you want to do. So then I started, yeah, so then I started skiing again. Right on. So, yeah. What was, uh, what was fun about it? Or what, like, was there anything in particular that resonated for you as you're going through that? period you know i i don't know i can remember like the run and remember so i was with my friend olivier um who also worked in mountain summer ski camps and after training we had hiked up to illumination and we were just hanging out and you know just i don't know just having a time like Mm -hmm. you know how it is it's like so relaxed and you know it's like after work we didn't have any responsibilities and the sunshine and we're skiing and skiing down and just skiing this like perfect corn i was like man i missed this like <laughs> yeah you know and and i guess you know part of it was like that was kind of the first time skiing without the pressure of like thinking about oh man where's my hips where's my hands where's my you know me like right. how am i you know, it's like, oh, I'm just skiing now, and it doesn't matter. I can totally drop my hand, and it doesn't matter at all. Mm-hmm. And it feels awesome. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I like to drop my hand. Thank you. Yeah, in fact, it feels pretty good. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, I just remember being like, man, this is like, yeah, this is this is sweet. So at what point when you, I mean, you said that you, you took your, your break from skiing, and then you thought, okay, I, I need to... I need to get a job, and you got involved with the the camp there. But at what point did you say I can do skiing? Like I can make something out of skiing. When did that click for you? Yeah. Like that you could, you know, have a livelihood or support yourself from skiing. You know, I think I've kind of always thought that, like. You know, this, even as a kid growing up a snowbird, like we would go ski the entire mountain, you know? And I think most of the kids on the snowbird program were, um, you know, they, they all are 
well, passionate about skiing, but they all are amazing skiers, and we push each other, and um, it's a pretty special environment um, mm -hmm. as a kid to grow up in, and I didn't realize it um, when I was there as much. You know, when you're like, when you want to be a ski racer, and you know, the Snowbird mission statement is something like, and I don't know if it's still the same, I hope it is, it's, uh, you know, like number one priority is to make skiers for life, or, you know, for kids to have fun, you're like, well, I'm going to be a World Cup ski racer, like, screw fun, <laughs> you know, like, and really, I think that's the most important thing that I took from growing up there, mm -hmm. um, you know, so, like, we would, anyway, we would ski the whole mountain, and we were all really good skiers, <laughs> um, yeah. and so... We, when I'd watch movies and ski movies, I was like, "Man, I can do, I can do that." Like, <laughs> you know, that's what it takes. So I, I always like knew I could do it, um, and I think I've always known I wanted to be do something in sports because I have terrible work ethic, and <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I don't think I could like, and I, I fidget a lot, and I don't think I could sit down um, at a desk for. I don't think I have many options, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you found you found a path that's very narrow, and you're going to stay on it, right? Um, no. So, yeah, and then I entered these bonsai races. They're like kind of these ungroomed skier cross races. Yeah, that the, year, the, uh, the Darren Ralphs thing. Yeah, exactly. And I won though. Like I won, won the overall and won one of those, and then. I I was on the tram one day and um, so I grew up with Angel and Johnny Collinson who are now like mega superstar free skiers you know but they were like just snowboard kids and um, they were out shooting with this guy Mike Scherf and they say hey you should cut you know you should go shoot with Mike or Mike you should shoot with Marcus and then like, okay and we did and then we I was like well this is pretty cool I get to like you know, I, and yeah, I enjoyed it. Like, I enjoyed the whole process of trying to make ski photos, and it was really fun and cool. So I started doing that. And what age are you at that point? What's that? What age are you at that point? Um, maybe twenty, twenty three, twenty two, twenty three. You know, and I don't know if I was like, I don't know. At that point, it was like, yeah, I'm going to be a pro skier, but I don't think I knew exactly what that meant. Sure or what that would entail, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I just started taking ski photos with this guy, Mike, and who's amazing. And, and then in Little Cottonwood, there's, you know, the best ski photographers in the world. So I kind of got linked in with that and started, that's kind of how it all, you know, started. It kind of snowballed from there. So you say though, that like work ethic wise, that's not always your thing but what i as i understand it like when you're out shooting with these guys it's a fair bit of work like you got to make yeah, yeah. you got to make stuff bad stuff look good you've got to stop start all that kind of stuff how do you find how do you make that fun totally well and maybe that was you know i i i, I know i i <laughs> yeah. i i uh yeah i i have a i think i struggle doing like just 
tasks that I don't enjoy, but when I like doing something, I, I can kind of put my, you know, grind my teeth and, and put my mind to it and get it done. Like, well, let me, let me ask it back this way. Like having conversations with other folks that, that do a lot of pro shooting, it's not always everyone's, they enjoy it. They recognize it's an important part of their jobs as pro, pro athletes, but it's not necessarily always their favorite part of the job. Right. It sounds like something you enjoy. So, How do you, I, I love it. Like, I think, you know, I'm, I'm into uh, photography mm-hmm. too. Like that's, I enjoy going out and taking my own photos and I don't know. I really like the whole process of trying to set up a shot and, um, you know, waiting for light and, and just having everything come together, you know, and, and more times than not, it doesn't come together. And when you're sitting on a cold day, like, in the snow for 45 minutes waiting for light <laughs> yep. like that kind of sucks you know but <laughs> like at the same time you're like you know you look around and it's beautiful out and you're working and <laughs> so oh yeah you know yeah. like you know and then when it's go time like it's you hustle like you make a turn you hike back up and you wallow through waist deep snow and it's a struggle but um you know, the, to see the end result, like, is fun. I don't know. I kind of enjoy it. Like, when it's go time, it's like, it's on, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, I mean, it's not, some days are a grind, for sure. And even, like, the best outer days, <laughs> because you're sitting there shooting and your friends are passing you and making fun of you and, you know, but, um, you know yelling stuff from the chairlift and like that can definitely be tough um but you know i i don't know i love the whole process and i love seeing the seeing the end result and um yeah it's it's fun i i love it cool so it's that kind of creative process on either either side of the lens huh totally well then you know you get to work with these amazing photographers that are which i think is really cool like these amazing minds these creative minds and then you're kind of part of that team and you learn how each photographer works and you know where some some photographers might just tell you like this is what you do and you have no say in it where others are kind of like yeah what do you want to ski and then it's all up to you and some are kind of in the middle and so you kind of learn how to work with um, them that way mm-hmm. and just you kind of learn everybody's creative process and it's uh, I don't know it's it's really fun it's a blast like I'm really I love it like I love making ski photos you know like shooting movies too is cool but I don't know there's something about making a, a pretty ski photo it's really cool for me so I, I love it like I love going out and shooting would you say that you have a favorite type of dynamic when you're working with a photographer like do you like that really symbiotic uh coexistence or do you like to say you know hey this is what we're looking for and then you go out and perform it like what what do you jive with the most would you say um i really like kind of having equal i well i like to you know the part of the the cool thing about working with all these amazing creative minds is like letting them 
you know, do their, uh, thing. Do their thing, you know, yeah, letting them have their vision. So, right. like, I'm not going to try to encroach on that. Um, but at the same time, like, if I see something, I'll say it. And I, yeah, appreciate it when they, <laughs> they're like, yeah, okay, that's cool. It turns into um, collaboration. You know, but, um, well, yeah, with like that, I have you have you built a relationship with certain photographers that you've kind of taken it into, like a, a both a personal and a professional relationship that you guys work really well together? Totally, and I work you know really well with with a lot of photographers, and I don't work well I think with with others. So um, you know that's kind of it too. Like, and you can kind of tell like the mood of the day in their photos too you know like if everybody's having a good time that changes the photo sure. you know and if you're but at the same time like you can just be grinding 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 and then you get a frame and it makes it all worth it so right. you're like holy um, <laughs> yeah so no i mean i like working with i i pretty i enjoy working with most all the photographers that i've worked with i've never had a bad experience and it's been really cool to i've worked with two photographers at the same time you know and and sometimes you make you know you ski a line and these two photographers come up with two completely different images that look like they're from totally different places and that's really cool to me well first i gotta say i gotta pay a comp your your photography a compliment you've taken my the favorite picture i have of my son by the way so <laughs> Thanks. Wow, that's high praise. Thanks. Um, not. Well, I mean, it's, it's fun, like, yeah. and it's it's so hard, um, you know, to take a. It's it's easy to get lucky once in a while and and make a good photo, but it's these. It's so impressive what these guys do. Yeah. On, on the on a daily basis, and um, yeah, I learn a lot from just being around them. Uh, it shows. It's cool. So, kind of that learning, kind of creative process. What are you like looking at that as it relates to your your own skiing, your own work on that side? Where does that fit into the skiing that you do? Um. Well, sometimes, like, <laughs> like, how does it affect my? Uh, well, I'm trying to like. Is, do I look at skiing differently? I'm trying to think because because it's not necessarily like a thing like I'm trying to do this or that, but like I, if you look at it as a I don't know, a creative process where you're trying to like figure something different out or push I don't know make things it's always a I hate to use the p word but it's always a progression right so yeah I guess so I mean or maybe not I, I don't know that's I guess it's kind of funny I'm, like I guess now when I'm skiing I go. I try to I try to still just go out and ski. Like if we're shooting a day, um, you know, the we'll shoot in the mornings so the, or in the afternoons when the light's good, and that leaves most of the day to just go ski. And like when I'm out skiing, sometimes I find myself um, like really trying to milk one turn mm -hmm. a lot more than I used to. You know, like um, and I'll definitely look for light. Like if I'm skiing down and I spot like a spot where I can throw up some spray in a shadow or something, I totally <laughs> do it. Like, um, so yeah, I mean, I think I, I definitely kind of just visualize photos now when I'm skiing. 
a lot. So maybe that's it. Definitely has affected the way I ski. Yeah, I'm always thinking like, yeah, this would be a cool picture. <laughs> you know, even if there's no, even if there's no camera around. So, <laughs> other than that, I don't think it's like really, really affected the way I ski. It definitely affects the way I look at the world. I'm always, even you know, going out on hikes, so or I'm always just. Oh my God! Look at that light over there. And my friends are like, hey, "What? What are you talking about?" You know, I'm like, "Oh, look, the light. It's so sick." Like, yeah, whatever. You know, I'm like, "No, you don't get it." <laughs> so maybe I just piss off my friends more. I don't know. God, Marcus, you're that crazy. annoying guy with lighting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, you you love photography. You said that you like filming you've yeah. been in quite a lot of moving picture um awesome badassery um and recently something's come out that i, I kind of want to jump over here and talk about return of the turn yeah the new episode <laughs> came out today right episode two yeah, which is awesome super Thank fun you. and is there Something you can tell us kind of about the creation of that? Has that been something, I think I heard somewhere in some interview or read something that it's been kind of a pet project of yours for quite a while that you've wanted to create? Is that true? Yeah, it's been an idea anyway. Okay. Um, and, you know, yeah, it's been an idea in the works for a long time. And I just didn't really know how to make it happen until I linked up with a kid here in Salt Lake, Tim Jones, who's just amazing at kind of piecing things together and creating stories. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so he was really like the genius behind the whole thing. Like, I just come to him with like, yeah, return to the turn, like turns, dude, turns. Like, <laughs> He's like, like, I got you. Let's delight, do this. turns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like, and he puts it all together. So, um, working with him has been amazing and also just it's kind of scary because for me like it's something that I have never seen uh, at least what I wanted to portray is nothing that's that's been done in a long time and so it's like how is it going to be received you know like are people going to like it and you know I don't know so it's like kind of scary to like pull the trigger on it yeah, putting um, yourself out there. Like, has this been the thing that you've kind of put yourself out there the most thus far, do you feel? Yeah, like? definitely. Like, I go out and take powder pictures, you know? Like, that's how, like, that's been my career. And everybody sure. loves powder photos. Like, duh. You can't hate it. You <laughs> like, can't. It's like puppies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, it's going to ski moguls and groomers. Like, I don't know. People going to hate that? I don't know. So, it's been scary like it's been really <laughs> okay so yeah. what's what's the response what's the the response been like for the people that know you and then secondly do you then put yourself out there even further and read some of the comments on social media or do you stay away from that no no i've definitely been addicted to reading the comments <laughs> <laughs> okay um yeah My after uh after the bumps episode there was a bunch of forums online and um you know tim and i both got distracted for hours i don't think i did anything for a day just read forums <laughs> about how shitty my technique is <laughs> but 
but I'm confident enough in my skiing that I can let that slide, you know? If they were talking about how goofy I looked or something, I would, like, maybe be a little bit more wrecked. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't know. I like, uh, yeah, I like reading people's comments, and I think it's been pretty well, it's been well-received. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ex- exactly kind of how we want it to. Like, wow, we haven't seen anything like this for a long time. Like, it's something that people can relate to. It's not something that, you know, it's... Right. Like... Yeah, I don't know. As a kid, being uh, as a kid having dreams of being a pro skier, you always think of like, you know, mega backcountry BC days or heli skiing in Alaska, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, that's the ultimate. And for me too, but like, this type of skiing is what I love to do and what I grew up doing. And like, I've never, you know, I've been to Alaska now a few times, you know, but like. But, like, that's not, you know, it's not the skiing that I have grown up doing. Right. Like, that's not what I'm good at. You know, like, why, like, why show me in Alaska? You know, it's like, what, what does that, that's not me. That's not, that's, it's an amazing experience I get to go do, and I love it. And it's like, I would definitely want to spend more time up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, it's not you know it's the up to that point like that's not what i've done this is what i've done you know i ski groomers i ski bumps i ski crud like so i wanted to and that's not portrayed anywhere is that what episode three is crud corn corn Corn. (laughs) hood corn um so i have to ask because episode two came out today right Mm -hmm. and people have been commenting did Ice Babe show up? Oh, man, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny, man. It was so ridiculous. Both him and I were just, like, in shock. <laughs> like, did that just, like, you saw that, right? Did that just happen to you, too? <laughs> <laughs> just the whole combination of that's awesome. It's so funny, yeah. Really. <laughs> right on. I mean, basically, it was like, you know, as we shot late in the spring. Um, and so we were skiing, we were getting up early and skiing groomers when it was icy. And when it got too soft, we were done filming. And it was like so mushy. And this girl in spandex and spandex shorts and a tank top skied up to us and said, Oh my God, it's so icy. Like, and she kind of like hung out a while and we were like, what? Who are like, you? Like, what? I love you. <laughs> yeah. How do I? What? I don't even know what to say. Like, it's not icy. Like, it's not. Like, it's not gonna soften up. I, like, like, how do I do that? And then she was gone and disappeared forever. So, okay. Yeah, we we gave her a, a little shout out. We we're trying to find her, but you know, it's only been. It hasn't been even twelve hours yet. So maybe she'll show up. But views are through the roof already, so I'm sure I'm sure like a buddy of hers has seen it and let her know. You made yeah, an impression so. on Marcus. <laughs> hope so. I Dave, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> Backing up to the like the, the online commentary about your bump skiing is kinda of funny. I feel like especially when you hang it out there a bit, like there's always something you can find if you wanna 
poke holes or pick, you know, especially when you're going yeah. like that, whatever your line is between that, like 95% and over a hundred percent kind of, totally. what do you think, what do you think is good about your skiing in that, in that place? Whoa. On those Whoa. Well, I don't know. Like, you know, I enjoy skiing bumps, but I don't consider myself a bump skier per se. Um, you know, we were skiing with with Johnny Mosley and some of the US mogul team guys, like and watching them is amazing. Like they're bump I mean, skiers. <laughs> yeah, they're bump skiers. Like that's right. and yeah, I read a comment like those other guys are so much better than Mark It's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, duh. You know, like I I don't know what's good about my skiing. I I don't know. I I really don't know what's good about my skiing in the bumps. Like I enjoy uh, where those guys take more of a, a direct line and can absorb bumps, um, you know, better than I can. I kind of um, dip in and in and out of them and jump off one, land on the backside of another, and you know, I kind of. I guess my skiing is like. Hmm. It's more. Uh, hmm. I don't want to say it's more playful. That's not the right word, but it's a little bit more sporadic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and as it comes at me, like I just kind of react. Where these guys, I think, are so confident in like staring this like gigantic. You know, if I'm looking at, like, a gigantic mogul right in front of me, I'm like, yep, I'm going to hop over that thing. <laughs> you know, those guys are just comfortable, like, going straight into it and, you know, being able to absorb it and keep their feet on the ground. And so, I mean, yeah, that's – they're 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 much better bump skiers than I am. But I – you know, I love – it just seems like uh, bumps for me are – kind of a way to like it's kind of like a roller coaster you know sorry i interrupted you there no no, no i no bumps they're just you know i feel like i'm kind of all over the place like i just kind of react and um go whatever which way and however it works out it works out and sometimes it doesn't and sometimes it does and so i don't know if there's really anything good about my bum skiing other than oh there like, absolutely like, is like <laughs> i like that fun i like it but i don't really know what i'm doing <laughs> yeah, you do. well so if i could just say because i mean i come from like a ski instructor background right and oftentimes yeah. the biggest cut against ski instructors is that it's like super robotic or boring skiing but right. i think something that really inspires me when i watch your skiing in the bumps is the combination of like attack crack it open you don't have to hide it (laughs) is is a combination of the attack and the speed that you ski with and so like you say sporadic but i just kind of see yeah i mean maybe it's reacting but the fact that you send it and the fact that you can recover in some of those really awesome ways like it it gets me excited about skiing where sometimes watching like yeah i respect the athleticism of being able to piston your knees like up to your adam's apple but like that's also awesome but i kind of i kind of love the the wild 
recovery, if that's right. if that makes any sense. Right. And it's kind of, and I, yeah, and at times, like it definitely is just one big, one big recovery, um, you know. And that's why I think, you know, growing up at Snowbird, like, and racing, that that, that just helps your racing so much to be able to do something like that and it makes you so much more comfortable on your skis you know that skiing bumps is going to make you a better ski racer or just an all-around skier and um you know i was it's funny i was just having this conversation with uh my mom the other day about mindfulness Mm -hmm. and i guess to me bumps like when you're going super fast and you don't really have time to like think and process everything it it all happens so quick and you're able to kind of block everything else around you and and then things start coming at you super slow and you're you know you're kind of in the zone and for me i think that's what i like about skiing bumps is that everything is um you're just you find yourself in the zone yep um you know and, and going slow and and absorbing bumps is cool too i dig it sometimes but yeah, I like to just kind of let it go and see what happens. You know, it's kind of like it, you kind of just go and then rely on your, you just rely on your skill and your brain to hopefully keep up. Yep. yep. So I think that's that's what I like about it. You know, and I can't say that like, I mean, that's, yeah, that's what does it for me. And like, obviously there's, much better technical bump skiers out there and honestly i don't know if i give a sh- well i mean i i do care if people like the way i ski right but um i guess i care a little bit i was gonna say but i don't really like if there's people out there that don't that don't like it i'm okay with that too i don't know if everybody hated it i would might i might have to rethink but <laughs> <laughs> Right now, it seems like there's just a couple of people out there that don't really like it, and I don't really give a shit. Oh, there's always <laughs> going to be. So uh, you, you go looking if you want to go looking for something not to like, you're going to find it. Yeah. And full bore <laughs> skiing, especially, I think, even if you're a full bore like mogul specialist. Totally. Yeah. No. I mean, you can pick apart everybody's technique, and I don't know, like. After reading these forums, I was talking to people. I'm like, well, who who really cares what these people think? And it's like, well, you know, you kind of make these videos for people. Yeah, I'm proud of the process that we went through and, and all the hard work that went into it. But ultimately, it's like for other people. Um, you know, I'm going to be skiing either way. I'm going to be fine. Right. <laughs> you know, I hope that, you know, I really just, I, I it's kind of nerve-wracking, like not being a bump skier. I never never had coaching in bumps up until a couple of years ago and then I started picking up pointers from people but um, you know I've never had like really classic training in the bumps so it's like nerve wracking to ski with Johnny Mosley in the US mogul team yep. <laughs> you know like come on who, you know, like, who am I to ski bumps with those guys it's crazy it's cool well I'll, 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 I'll say it it's cool seeing different styles and um not like better or worse it's just it's cool to see like a range a spectrum in those in that that video piece and i and i think kind of the point of like when i so i met johnny mosley uh 
about a year ago at a Warren Miller show in San Francisco. And we started, I asked him, I was like, yo, if you got one piece of advice for, you know, aspiring mogul skier, what would it be? <laughs> and he started going into this whole spiel and then we, and we started talking and it, it really is mogul skiing and racing is all rooted in the same fundamentals. Mm -hmm. And so they're not, while they're different, they're not entirely different. You know, you, you know, it's like the fundamentals are the same and the specific things are all a little different, but, but like, yeah, as long as you have your shoulders face down the hill and you know, your leg, your legs are long, so you're able to absorb and you're pressuring the backside of the bumps. Uh, you know, it's all, it's all the same. Right. So I think that's kind of where I was able to keep up, but I still take a different approach, but you know, obviously they're much, <laughs> much. <laughs> your feet are awesome. I'll just say watching that, just how you're working the backside of things, angles, feet, it's cool. For whatever reason that jumped out at me as being a really cool part to watch. So just cool. next Thanks. time you read a crap comment, you just think of, <laughs> yeah, but Ben likes my feet. <laughs> <laughs> No, just some of that, like that fundamental of like how you work foot to foot and, and especially yeah. when, especially like when you're at a high angle trying to press the backside of a bump and you start losing contact with one ski, how quickly you're able to kind of subtly manage to the other. Right. It's just really sort of stands out to me from that, um, from that piece. It probably stands, I mean, probably that compliment probably goes to Tim for how he was shooting as well. Right. I mean, but like I like to in the bumps, you know, jump off the backside of one and land on the backside of the other. And and some of my transitions are you know, much more elongated than if you were to just smash into the backside of it. And, you know, and you're able to you know, those guys, I don't I still don't totally get it. Um, you know, they're able to like they hit the backside of the bump and not even a hundredth of a second later they're pressuring and arcing down the backside mm -hmm. or the front side or you or know it's the other pretty side. it's pretty remar remarkable yeah. um, to watch those guys so yeah i was it's cool i'm like skiing behind them you're just like can't even focus i'm just watching them <laughs> mm -hmm. so i i mean gosh with this with this little anecdote right here i want to go in about four different directions all at once um <laughs> I want to switch gears just slightly and Ben mentioned your feet when it comes to gear and mm -hmm. you are a sponsored athlete so we should give it a chance to give a shout out but when it comes to boots for you do you yeah. I see a lot of times when you're skiing in quote-unquote free ride areas you know your skis are big and fat and fun you know and spoony but the boots you're using are oftentimes still that nine three race boot right like how are you making your choices about your gear when it comes to stuff on your feet yeah so like when i'm out touring i use a touring boot um the technica zero g boot but when i'm not touring and i'm just skiing resort it's always that technica nine three i mean that's just i don't know it's just never even been a much much thought like this boot is they kind of so when i was racing coaches would always tell always tell me you have to have ankle flexion you have to have ankle flexion i was like okay <laughs> like i don't know what that is where do Until, i buy like, that cool <laughs> and literally the first time i got in this boot i was like oh ankle flexion <laughs> <laughs> i get it now 
you know, like, man, I should make a comeback. And then I hop <laughs> in the game totally suck. And then I don't. But the, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This, like, that boot for me is, I don't know what it is, but um, it's just got a really progressive flex. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if I'm, I, I can flex my ankles, and if I need more, I can go more. And if I need less, I can back off a little bit it doesn't you know it's not just a you don't just pressure it and it shoots you back you know it's, it's a, a really nice even progressive flex and i can kind of play with that even like throughout the turn you know flex a little bit and it's like okay i need a little bit more and i can you know go even further so mm-hmm. i don't know to me that's just my superhero boot like the boots are just kind of an extension of you mm-hmm. and that's that's been the first boot that's really that I don't even I don't even think about. It's just there. It's it's always there for me. So how much boot work do you have to have done to get into a fresh pair? So my foot is a one oh eight last. Nah, you got Fred Flintstones? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the nine three is a ninety-three last. So my foot is wider than the outside of that boot. Um, so you have a but, seventh toe. <laughs> yeah. But there's a ton of plastic in there to play with, and it grinds really well, and it punches really well. And so now I've kind of I've got it pretty dialed where I can go into the shop and get it done in a couple hours. You have know, you and, worked with one shop for quite a while now? So, yeah, I worked at, when I was racing, I used to work at the sports den here in Salt Lake. Like um, in the race shop, and so they're they've been amazing. Man, without them, there's, I don't know what I don't know what I'd do. I'd be super lost. I go in once a week and grind my skis, do a little boot work. I mean, it's yeah. They kind of just let me. I can go in and use all the all the machines and tools. So um, I just went in and dude, I just I did two punches on my rollerblades today with sports day. So. <laughs> Yeah, without them, I'd be super lost. Nice. So you're but still yeah. working on that membership for the Bladies, then? If you're punching oh, the Bladies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm lucky enough to shred with the PC Bladies. Right. Looking on. for. Look, I need a special Blady in my life. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> maybe hanging out at the hockey rink is uh, Ice Girl, <laughs> right? I, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe Ice Babes at the rink. Yeah. <laughs> She's somewhere. She's out there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be tragic if we can't find her. So I wanted to maybe I'll I'll shift gears now because it. it's fun. You have kind of a coaching philosophy, and and uh, you and and Lindsay Strange, you guys are are you guys equal partners on the Party Beach Camp? Yeah. Thing. Yeah. That's awesome. One of the things that I I guess really appreciate about it is I think a lot of coaches and teachers talk about oh fun's important fun fun fun. But what does that actually mean? And it seems like you guys actually have put some thought into it and can kind of like say we kind of have a sense, maybe, I don't know, you can always articulate it, but it seems like there's a clear sense of what fun means to you guys and you're able to kind of bring that to the kids and the people that you're out skiing with. So I guess just to leave it open-ended, could you, I don't know, share a little bit about what? Yeah, so, yeah, I guess we've given it some thought, but it's mostly just you know experience 
you know, like I said, I grew up at Snowbird, which is, you know, their mission statement was to have fun. At the time, I was like, no, I want to be a serious ski racer. Like, I need to go somewhere that's serious. These guys just want fun. I want, yeah. You know, and then when I went somewhere that was serious, you know, for me personally, like, I just got kind of fried, mm-hmm. um, you know, with dump over a snowbird and we're over at Park City skiing gates. I was like, this is not what I really want to want to do right now. And then, you know, eventually that kind of, it, it, it wears on you. You know, you kind of carry that around after a few times. You're like, God, it snowed again, you know? And <laughs> granted, it's not for everybody. Like a lot of people need that structure. My sister was also, you know, a really good ski racer and she needed that structure, I think. Or she she did better in that structure, mm-hmm. with that structure. And whereas I kind of like just lost interest in the whole thing. And so up on, you know, I, I see all these kids up on the hood and how many, how many kids are going to be World Cup ski racers? You know, no, really nobody. Um, you know, and right, and especially right now in the U.S., there's really no development. You know, you just have like a Ted Ligety and a Michaela Schifrin and Lindsey Vaughn and you know these like standout stars. Like they're gonna do, they could have played, they could have done whatever sport they wanted to and been amazing at it. You know, mm-hmm. they're not. There's no, there's no uh, development in the U.S. You know, it's just kind of these standout stars and so I was like well if we have fun and oh and then you know and then you're riding up the Palmer lift and half you the first half of it is all train park and you look to the right and there's all these kids there's all these like you know sponsored banners and so many kids and all their buddies and they're having fun and they're sitting having lunch and you get above midway and it's like all racing and super structured and rigid and kids are sitting there like talking with their friend and coaches you need to go you know you need to go take your run quit talking and the kid's like oh man like this sucks like i'm gonna go down below palmer and go ski with my buddies you know and that's how you lose kids in the sport and so you know i think the whole idea is like have fun you if you're having fun, you're going to love what you're doing. If you love what you're doing, you're going to try hard at it. You're not going to go through the motions. Like, why do I need to do this drill? Oh, yeah, because I love skiing and I want to learn how to get better at it rather than, like, just oh, being told to do it. <laughs> you know, it'll keep more kids in the sport. And, you know, law of averages, we're going to have more standout athletes, right. <laughs> more kids in the sport. So, I mean, that's it's not really a development plan, but it's a better development strategy than what USSA has got now. It certainly opens up the pipeline a bit. That's uh, cool. As long as, as long as you're, if your strategy is just to like have standout stars and not develop anybody, then you might as well, um, you know, embrace kids instead of letting them, um, you know, get away from the sport. The more kids that are in the sport, the more standout stars you're going to have. So Exactly. And the ones that aren't standout stars will love it. So they'll be fans. You know, and, you know, with Party Beach, like, we have a pretty wide variety of, of kids and, and in just kind of what their interests are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're a super serious ski racer, 
coming to our camp is a great break where you can have fun and kind of get rejuvenized, rejuvenized and um, um, excited to ski again. You know, and if you're just a kid that doesn't that doesn't want to take it super serious, it's perfect for that too. So, you know, it's just ski racing is just so serious all the time, and it doesn't need to be. Well, and I've seen pictures of uh, you know you catching air in race skis at uh, <laughs> at the at the beach there. So I think that's is that something that you maybe show kids that are super focused and structured race kids like hey you don't just have to run gates with these skis you can do fun stuff like this totally well and you know like i said like just skiing the whole mountain makes you a better skier yeah. uh, and if you can do you know whirly birds or ski backwards on a pair of gs skis you're going to be more comfortable on them and you're going to be a better ski racer because of it you know, you can run through the whole process of drills and things that you've done a million times over and make these like small, minute changes. But then you go ski backwards and it's something that you've never done on skis and you can make a greater, you know, leap in your, you know, right. make a great leap in your, in your technique that way. Yeah. Or, or, or anything, even off the hill, you know, like we, our dry land training is, we play four square, you know, and a lot of these kids are are just terrible at ball sports, you know, like, what do you, okay, so you could go get on the spin bike and go, you know, for 30 minutes or go for a run or go lift weights or whatever, but like playing ball sports is going to make you agile and it's going to help your skiing way more than going lifting weights and you're having fun. So you develop your vision so much better too. So it's a, you know, it's a win-win. So you said you hadn't thought about it, and you obviously had. So nicely, <laughs> well played. <laughs> no, no, you know, like you say, good, no, it's cool because it. It's, no, a I mean, it's, it's a different. It's a. It's a, it. Um, now I can't put it into words either, but there's an no, I mean, there's a certain it, attention to it. That's yeah cool. Yeah, I mean, I guess we've given it some thought. Um, in that we're able to, we have to justify it to parents <laughs> because it's not, you know, you send a, you, you spend all this money to send your kid to camp and it's like, well, what are you doing? Like, you're just goofing off. It's like, well, no, not really. <laughs> I'm not goofing off. We're just doing, we're just having fun and doing things differently. And right. I think, in my opinion, that's going to make a better skier than just going through the motions. And doing the same things over and over and over again that you've, you know, been told to do. Right. And I, I think you can make bigger leaps and bounds doing that. I agree. Well, for what it's worth, I know Ben and I probably, gosh, almost a year ago now, Ben and I had a conversation about the Party Beach camp and Henry, his son, being a camper. And he gave you guys incredible props for the fact that so many times fun is given lip service but that you guys actually put it into action and that you had a way to to make the camp fun and you know developmental at the same time so i thought that was pretty cool to hear and now i get to talk with with one of the creators of it so that's pretty awesome yeah well like i'm not i'm not trying to go to hood and like sit there and babysit and do drills you know Like, I want to go to ski camp. I want to go have fun, too. Well, you know, so 
Like, and that's the thing. There's a lot of coaches out there that are amazing skiers, but they they just sit on the hill and preach rather than like lead by example. You know, get out there and lead by example. Like, I'm gonna be part of this camp. That's why I made this camp. So I can, you know, I do all the drills. I want to get better at this. I'm doing drills that are gonna make me a better skier. And you know, you lead by example, and kids pick up on that. You know, and it's like. Okay, you're having fun and you're working on something. Like I'm gonna work on this and we're gonna have fun together. It's like a, yeah, it's it's cool. It's it's really neat. Like I get to turn into a kid for a little while, you know. That's yeah. cool. It always cracked me up. And all my years out, I used to be at Mount Hood full on. Like I think until right before you were kind of up until yeah. about 2008. And I'd always be up on days off out messing around and everybody like people to see like, what are you doing up here? Like yeah. skiing? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a racers running gates. What are you doing like, here? It's, this, yeah. <laughs> like, it's fun to be here. Like that's why people are paying us to coach their kids on when it's not a day right. off. Why, right. why wouldn't like, I come up and screw around? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I like skiing. So I'm here. Not like a lot of these coaches are, they just uh, the coaches go through the motions and then they get super bitter and the kids pick up on that too you know oh yeah you gotta have fun if you're not having fun it's not worth doing exactly speaking of fun we're gonna do a little uh, a dream setup scenario okay okay <laughs> so yeah. come along for this ride with me so you have okay. no budget okay uh-huh. the timing is your choosing uh-huh. all right no budget as in like unlimited budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Exactly. Not like, okay, okay you're doing this on zero dollars. No, you have okay. unlimited budget. Thank you. Okay. Your timing. Where mm-hmm. do you go? Mm-hmm. Who goes with you? When is it? What gear are you on? And is it filmed or not? Wow. Wow. Hmm. That's a tough one. Uh... Um, wow. You know, I, everywhere I go, I always think like, man, my dad would love this. And he never, he's never got into ski touring. He's always skied out to Snowbird. And so I think I would love to share, you know, a ski touring trip with him. But at the same time, I don't know. <laughs> That wouldn't cost very much. So. Okay, we can do you know part A and part B of this of this At epic trip. So time, I don't know. Yeah, like ski touring is super fun. I love it. But like, if we have unlimited money, there's got to be helicopters. So, man, I don't know. Okay, I think this is what I'd do. So. I would take a helicopter and land it in the middle of downtown Oslo and pick up a bunch of like skier Oslo babes <laughs> and like as many as we could stuff in the helicopter. Okay. Not and a fleet we, of helicopters. I mean, we have no budget here. Oh, that's true. Whoa. <laughs> you're, you're totally right. <laughs> oh man. Last is Wagner. Hard. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're right. We have a fleet of helicopters. Okay. <laughs> we pick up all the all the skier girls in Oslo, and we fly up to Tromso, 
and the Langen Alps, and we do a month long like springtime uh, heli trip up there with uh, like me and no other friends and <laughs> self as Marcus is coming out okay <laughs> and, <laughs> no I mean man that's a really tough question I don't know I yeah I, I, my favorite places to ski in the world are Norway and Alaska okay um, you know I would love to show my dad Norway if I could go back in time can we go back in time yep sure can go there's back a time, in time machine also yep Okay, sick. I would love to go ski Valdez with Doug Coombs. Mm. That would be my dream. Yeah, if I could have any ski day in the world, it would be Bluebird Pow Day in Valdez with Doug Coombs. Okay. That's actually an answer to my next question, which was going to be future or past, who would you want to ski with that you haven't? So, right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah Doug Coombs, for sure. I, I love watching him ski, you know. He's been the. He's definitely been the biggest uh, inspiration for my for my uh, free skiing. In the future, I like that. I'd probably want to go. So I'd probably want to go ski Mars. <laughs> I love it. You're a dreamer. Good. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably want to go ski Mars. Um, who I would take to Mars. Probably one of those Oslo babes. Yep. Or ice babes, since you guys have hooked yeah, up by then. Yeah, the ice babe. Yeah. <laughs> Super icy on Mars. <laughs> and definitely aliens. I definitely would love to go ski al- with aliens on Mars. That would be sick. Well, then, I think we're... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so, yeah, no, that's, that's it. The past, Doug Coombs, Valdez, future, Mars with aliens... As long as we get dipping dots after, because mm. it's the ice cream future, it's, and it's, it's it's space ice cream. So yeah, it's very yeah. fitting. Astronaut dipping that, dots, because that would, those be... would be my those would be my best two ski days ever for sure. So the last part of that question was: Is it filmed or not? Um, no, it's not filmed. Okay, cool. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right on. Well. We're kind of at the tail end of things here. We want to let you get trick or treating stuff, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. All no, we, haven't, we haven't had any trick or treaters. We must have a like pretty creepy house or something. Uh, is the porch light on or off? I don't know. Yeah. I think that's the international symbol, right? Or maybe not international, but <laughs> that's like the green light for go. Right, right. Maybe I gotta go turn it. I don't. I don't even think I have candy here. Oh. I'm a bad neighbor. <laughs> well, before we let you go, do you want to give out any uh, any sponsor shout outs? Yeah, yeah, Let's give some sponsor shout outs. Got to thank Technica and Blizzard and Heli Hansen, Osprey, Pac, Leaky, and Snowbird. And Tim Jones for making the return of the turn. Without him, I'd be lost. Awesome. Right on. Well, thanks for talking with us. This no, evening. thank you. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. Well, thanks, Marcus. That was an awesome conversation. We really, really enjoyed speaking with you. And we appreciate you out there listening. And if you have any questions, have any feedback, thoughts, whatever, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can email us at snowprospodcast at gmail.com. Take it easy and have fun out there.